0: Hi, Stephanie here. I am an entrepreneur, lobbyist, wife, mother, book lover, and political junkie. I think gender equality is still a work in progress in our homes, our workplaces, and our politics. And I love to learn, especially from other women. So I started Women Don't Do That, a podcast and blog to talk about issues women care about today and to inspire us to do whatever it is we think we can't do. Kelly Sinclair is our guest this week. You may recognize her name. She is a past guest of ours. We're going to talk about something different today, though, so I'm excited to have her back. Kelly is the CEO of KS & Co and founder of Entrepreneur School. She's your fairy brand mother, equipping passionate entrepreneurs with a magic wand to get visibility for their business brand so they can make more impact. Corporate PR girl turned entrepreneur, Kelly has taken her big brand experiences and brings it to small businesses. She's a national award winning communications professional, best selling author, small town girl, mom of two, and past president of her local Chamber of Commerce. Welcome back, Kelly. Thank you so much, Kelly, for joining me again. I'm super
1: excited for this
0: chat today, Stephanie. Some listeners may remember Kelly from Episode 78, uh, Working Mom Life, and Growing Your Business with Kelly Sinclair. And today, or not today, when we had that conversation, we talked about priorities, judgment, guilt, and business. So if people want to listen to that episode, go check that out. But today, Kelly and I are going to dive in a little bit more into the conversation about entrepreneurship. So excited to have that conversation with you, Kelly. Mm -hmm. We first aired that episode in August 2021, so not a year yet, but coming up on a year. So what's new? What's changed? Oh my gosh, so much (laughs) has changed since August.
1: Uh, For me, I have literally rebranded my entire business. I hired a team, a graphic designer, website developer, person who is part-time on my payroll. Like, so that's a huge step as a business owner to have someone who you are committed to paying regularly all the time. So, but she was so awesome because we essentially re-envisioned what my company looked like and the things that we wanted to do and how it was going to all unfold. And, came up with an entire new business name and then launched another thing that we're going to talk about called entrepreneur school. And all of that has happened in like, and I, oh, and I built an entire like digital course and, you know, my kids went back to school and all of those things are happening at the same time.
0: It's amazing with COVID life, especially like how much changes so quickly and uh, yeah, rebranding your business and everything during that time. Like that's a really big deal.
1: Yeah. And I'm a brand strategist. So <laughs> it's like something that I, you know, I, I do with clients and such and, but doing that process internally is, is really fun and a great opportunity to just like reconnect with how are things going? What is the vision? Is it still the same? Does something need to change? And the answer was we need to change the business name because it doesn't fit. It was KS Communications, and that just wasn't big enough for what we wanted to do going forward. So now we have KS and Co, which I think just sounds like a little bit higher end. And and you know, it's the and to me, it was all about the and and the, right. and the team and the and the things that we do and and
0: and. Yeah. Oh, I like that. What made you want to make that change? I guess.
1: I had noticed that one of the things I was doing a lot more and really loving doing inside of my business was training. So I actually worked with a client uh, for a couple of years, built an entire accelerator program to help business owners essentially go from idea generation all the way through to launch of a new revenue stream that had a tourism angle to it. So that I built all of these little trainings inside of it. And I'm like, I'm teaching a lot and I'm training a lot and I love it. And I love, you know, creating courses and doing workshops and even having conversations like this. So I need like a, I need something to kind of frame what that is. Mm-hmm. And that's where this whole idea of entrepreneur school came from. And I was also doing these summits. Like I was hosting events, multi-day events with different experts talking about different topics related to business and bringing them all together. And I wanted a different format to do that in. So I was kind of like playing around with a piece and how to make it fit.
0: Right. Oh, very interesting. So today we're not going to talk as much about your marketing and branding side of your business, but I will say personally for folks that are listening, Kelly helped me with my lobbying business, Beacon North Strategies. So you're very good. So if folks are looking for those kinds (laughs) of services, you should definitely be in touch with Kelly. Normally I kick off and ask people, what does life look for you right now? And you've already talked about that a little bit. Is there anything you would add to that before we jump into our conversation about entrepreneurship? (laughs)
1: Oh, no, I'm just spending my life at a ball diamond at the moment. Both <laughs> of my girls, yes, I just posted on Instagram this morning. Hey, if you have missed me, it's because I've been in a ball diamond. Yeah. Both of my girls are playing ball and they're playing on alternate days. So we have five days a week at a ball gonna... diamond.
0: It's a little <laughs> yeah, crazy. so literally, um, that's really interesting. I'm finding from a lot of other working moms that I've been talking to, kind of saying the same thing as things are <clears throat> quote unquote, getting back to normal, even though they're not in some respects and in other ways they are from COVID, uh, activities and things are opening up more and it's summer and spring in Canada, which also helps that to happen. And so people are a lot busier, more in similar ways to when they were before. And so people are kind of going through a transition with that.
1: Yeah. And because of the age my kids are, which is nine and just about seven, like the two years of COVID, they were before that they weren't in like huge time commitment activities. So this is kind of new. Right. And also i have been kind of working with a nutritionist since January. So I'm kind of obsessed with like eating well. Right. And right. this whole like ball is at five or five 30 or six or six 30 for 60 minutes or 90 minutes all over the place, all different times, no consistent schedule. I'm like, how do we eat dinner? Yes, (laughs) Freaking out about the meal plan all the time. So that's kind of like consuming me. But at the same time, I have to remind myself to have the gratitude of the flexibility and that I can leave. I can block my calendar, which right now it is blocked every day from four till five for my kids to either prep the dinner, prep a snack, go pick them up, take them to ball, whatever it is I have to do. And it's, it's a season, right? Mm -hmm. Two
0: months and we'll be, and then we can go on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurialism. Um, Some of the folks listening may know, and and Kelly, we just talked about it a little bit uh, that I also opened a business um, and did it during COVID, which is always interesting. So I opened a public affairs uh, company. I'm a lobbyist. Um, So that's, that's what I do. And so I want to dive into this conversation about entrepreneurialism. So let's start off with the big kind of questions. Like who is it for?
1: Mm -hmm. So I think that entrepreneurialism or entrepreneurship, I was just looking up, what's the difference? There isn't really one. So I I use a certain
0: one we should be using. No, I
1: don't know. (laughs) I just use entrepreneurship. It's fine. It both are the same. What's easier to say? Entrepreneurs, the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is spelling the word, right? Agreed. (laughs) And I have like a domain name with that in it now. Anyways, so I think the biggest appeal for most people is the whole concept of both time and financial freedom. So that is probably one of the main reasons that I chose to go down this path. You have to be super dedicated to whatever it is that you want to do, and I think that a key factor is really having a passion for the the type of work that you want, and being able to follow that through. Because it's so true. All the memes and everything that show the the roller coaster that can happen that's not just like one long roller coaster ride. That's like a daily event. <laughs> yes. So. So a little bit of grit, determination, passion, but Mm -hmm. limitless, limitless opportunity for sure.
0: Yes. I think, yeah, I I think what you said is really important. A self-starter I think would be the other thing, especially when you're first starting out and it's maybe just you, because if you can't motivate yourself, like nothing will get done. Yeah. So I think that would be another one. Um, Yeah, sure. Sure. So what kind of questions do you think that people should ask themselves to determine whether or not entrepreneurship is the right path for them? I think
1: everything comes down to your why,
0: Mm. like
1: knowing why you want to do the thing you want to do,
0: whether it's like, so it's like why you want to do the thing and like why on your own.
1: Yeah. So I, cause I think it plays into truly having a connection to your why. And that's, that's a lot of the work I do honestly with clients is helping reconnect to that and having that clarity because that's what you fall back on, on the hard days. That's what you fall back on when you get up in the morning. You're like, mm, do I want to today? You need to feel connected. And the why can be like a couple of things, right? It can be, why do you want to you know, be a lobbyist and do the type of work that you do? Who does it help? What does that mean to you in terms of your own connection to impact and having a purpose and and leaving a legacy in the world? And the other piece is, why do you want it for yourself and for your family? And what does that mean for you as a person that you can sort of like show that you've done something? Maybe there's pride, maybe there's, you know, role modeling for your kids. Maybe there's just that you need to because of your health and you want to have the flexibility or you're just, you know, tired of, of listening to somebody else or being on somebody else's terms. That was yes. things, right. It
0: makes me think about kind of a side comment from other people who become entrepreneurs that I've talked to who kind of like, they can't imagine going back and working for someone else after they've done it.
1: Never. Never. I think about, I think about a boss that I had and I'm like, I could never walk into her office and ask her
0: for anything. No, that's where the entrepreneur, the, uh, what's the word, the tenacity and stuff, I think comes in because sometimes it feels like you will do anything to not have to go back. Like you yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it exactly. happens. And, and if you've had a business and you've gone back to work for somebody, that's okay. Everything's a learning process. Um, but it is, to each their own. But I think for me, it would be a hard transition.
1: You know, I think I love and actually chose to work with entrepreneurs specifically because I absolutely admire the passion behind Mm -hmm. it. You know, I don't care what you do for work, what your service is, what your product is, anything. If you're super excited about it, I'm super excited about it for you. And I think there's a huge piece of that. Like when you can pour your passion into something, you can share a story about it. You can like really sell it because you believe in it. And that's what's contagious and get somebody else to believe in it. And it'll have a huge, huge contribution to your success.
0: Mm -hmm. It's so true. And really finding like the the joy and stuff in all the pieces of your business too. I was, I just thinking about, I- did this briefing note for one of my clients who's appearing at committee and I think it was like 50 some pages. And uh <laughs> I look back, I'm like, oh, wow, that was intense. <laughs> but like, I'm also so proud that I did that. And I and I'm also proud of the fact that not only did I, you know, do the big strategic pieces, but I also did the grunt work pieces. And sometimes you have to do those things and they're important, and you have to learn to like it all. <laughs> there's not very many choices otherwise. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Lots of hats, lots of hats to learn. And and then you can learn which ones you don't like to wear and start outsourcing those when you can. Exactly.
0: I've already like started to make a list. Like when I can outsource, this is, I do have the the odd thing that I I do um, subcontract, but more certain pieces, not kind of ongoing things, but um, yes, I have a dream list of things. (laughs) like when I when I'm able to I will no longer do this particular task what advice would you give to someone who is scared to start I love this question because honestly if you're scared I
1: think you're on to something it is that is like that feeling inside of you that's like ah I don't know if I should, what if, and you ask all these questions, like, is it going to work and will I be successful and is it going to be worth it? And should I make the sacrifice of this quote security, which like side note, I just don't even really believe that's real because how many times have people been laid off of jobs lately? My husband included who, you know, had put in 10 years, who had you know, shown all, all the things that you're supposed to do in order to maintain a job. So I'm just going to leave that one right there. But like, if you're, you're scared, I think that's a good thing. And it's normal. Like you almost have to be, you have to use that energy to help you make the decision and then ask yourself what that fear really is.
0: Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting to think about actually, like what you said about, um, the security piece, because I think that's a huge part of it for people. And and I think you're right. We have to ask ourselves, how secure are you in your current situation anyways? And I think I think one of the things that I think maybe makes a difference, and I don't know if you've come across this, is like businesses like mine have very low startup costs. So mm-hmm. if I decided this isn't really working and I need to go back to full-time work or something or wanted to... Um, I don't think that would actually be very hard in it. And it wouldn't be like I wasted a bunch of money trying something versus, you know, if I opened like a physical store with like selling clothes or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. There's definitely um, those things to consider. And for anyone who runs like a service-based business or an online business, it is just like register your business and maybe a lawyer if you are incorporating or things like that. But yeah, pretty low startup versus the brick and mortar and starting inventory. And like, you know, you just, you're betting on yourself a little bit more Mm -hmm. (laughs) and always, always asking just the, what's the worst that could happen? Like, is it, is it, I'm going to put my family into like unfixable debt (laughs) or is it, I'm going to hurt my pride and my ego because it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, just like find mm-hmm. out what you're really afraid of. And there's a reality check there. I have a hard time kind of speaking to this because it wasn't my story, right? My story was I had a job. Um, it was pretty good. This is where Stephanie and I used to work for the same company in different provinces, but uh, it was pretty good. I quite enjoyed it, but I wasn't, and I didn't notice that I was really like totally burning myself out doing that job until my mom passed away uh, from cancer. And then I just took time off to think about what I wanted to do. So I had like a bit of a safety net of, I can go back when I want, if I want, or I can do something else. And I I gave myself, you know, a few months to really think about it. So I don't think there's a one size fits all way to choose.
0: No, Kelly, you're making me think about, I do think, I, I recognize in people's lives, especially if you're working moms, that this is going to be very hard. But if there is any way that, that listeners can carve out time in their life to, to think about it, because I was someone in a similar situation because I had quit my job as a director and ran for politics and then lost. And then I was like, what do I want to do? I did end up working for someone else for a little bit, Um, but I think it started that path of me taking some time to really have the time to actually think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I know that's hard for people, especially financially and stuff, but I I think it does make a difference. Um, The other thing is like what you said about, you know, taking that fear and turning it into something else. What about when the fear is causing a barrier that like you choose not to become an entrepreneur? Like it's a barrier to, you doing the thing.
1: Well, sometimes that's legitimate, you know? Yeah. Like sometimes the feelings inside of your body are really telling you what to do or not do. And if you actually take some time to like sort of sit with that and and ask, like, is it I'm too scared and I shouldn't do it, or I'm too scared and I should do it anyway. Yes. <laughs> you have to make that decision, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I want to just talk like a little bit to what you were just saying about like that. And this plays into the same, like with fear, with decision-making, with whatever, what do I want to do? We don't ask ourselves that nearly enough. We go through life, like following some path that society has laid out for us. We're supposed to get, uh, go to school. We're supposed to have a family. We're supposed to have a career. We're supposed to, you know, save money for retirement, all these things that we're quote supposed to do versus what do we actually want? And maybe it's not any of those things. And when you can do the thing that you want to do instead of a thing that you think that you have to do, it is like pure freedom.
0: Yeah. It's life-giving.
1: And, and that's why I love entrepreneurs <laughs> because that's what they're doing. They're yes. choosing. There are very few entrepreneurs out there who are like, oh, I know it'll be easy. I'll start a business. Yes. I'll make yes. some quick money at this. Like I mean, there's, there's (laughs) business owners for sure who are like in it for the money, but so many of them, especially the small businesses are in it for the, the heart.
0: Right. So let's jump into some of that conversation then. Like why, like, what are the benefits?
1: The benefits are for sure, flexibility and choice, Mm -hmm. like at all times you get to choose if you want to pursue an opportunity, to work certain hours, to not work on a Wednesday,
0: to like, like, yeah, to saying no to difficult clients, right? Like, (sighs) there's no, I remember, like, (laughs) when I used to work in consulting, and like, it's like, oh, all of a sudden, you're a social media expert, but like, you're really not, right? And like, (sighs) now you know, if somebody asks me to do certain, well, now I feel like I am more of an expert in social media, but if I wasn't, yeah. then I would, uh, be able to say like, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. now I have the the power to say no. Um, mm-hmm. yes. And you're right. The flexibility in your schedule It's, I mean, obviously entrepreneurs work really hard. It's not that, you know, you're necessarily working less hours, although you could choose to, you could choose, you get to decide, um, but you're right. Like you could carve off a Wednesday and go do something or, you know, go to the school play and like do some of those things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, you just get not uh, I don't know. I think it's about being able to do more things that are in line with your values. Right. And that's ultimately what contributes to more joy in your life.
0: I also, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if this would be other people's experiences, but I kind of like the things are my responsibility. Like I like knowing that because I'm going to get the thing done. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get the thing done. I'm going to do it well. And I like having that responsibility and it's, it, I'm not relying on people. I just know that it's going to get done and be done well. I, I like that responsibility and maybe some other people don't and not having yeah. the boss. Well, and maybe,
1: yeah, maybe it's ownership, right? Like yeah. there's a lot of pride and ownership. I'm um, being able to say like, look at this thing I did, um, completed this project, helped this client with this awesome campaign, like succeeded in getting our message through, like all of those things. And we have to remember to actually <laughs> acknowledge those things along the way, because sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the, oh, this thing didn't happen or, you know, I had a bad experience or I lost a client or something like that. And then you forget about all the good stuff too. And I'm speaking from very recent experience as well.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's a good, good mindset to remember. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about benefits?
1: Well, I think you just have limitless possibilities. Mm -hmm. Like there's truly no limit to, you can shift, you can change. You don't need to like leave your job and start a new
0: job you can just that's true you can, you can decide that you know you're gonna have one location or five locations no. like you you get to decide yes that's that's a good way of putting it so let's talk a little bit about some of the downsides <laughs> <laughs> because there are yeah for sure uh mostly
1: <laughs> looking over your shoulder and having nobody there to tell you whether what you're doing is right or not
0: <laughs> yes and sometimes not having if you're really small you don't even have colleagues right so like mm-hmm. that can be challenging i it always helps i find to have friends that work in a similar field because if i had a business question like i could call you and and get your input um so to kind of build your networks can be really yes. helpful yeah but, it's
1: that power of community like yeah. like as much as your close people might be really supportive of you like technically like like my husband is, he doesn't run he a business really and having that. Yeah. I, I was recently making a very big decision like, like this week <laughs> about a very large investment that I wasn't sure if I wanted to make because of so many reasons. One being like cash wasn't actually sitting right there for me to make that decision by myself. Right. So I was talking to my husband about a lot. I normally am a pretty like quick decision maker. hmm So I was also frustrated that I wasn't able to make the decision quickly. And he was, you know, helping me do the scenario planning. He's an Enneagram six. So he's very good at like, if this and that and the spreadsheets and the numbers and all of the worst case scenarios. So he's helpful in that way. But having that conversation with him and then having that conversation with a friend who I've been in like business mastermind with was totally different uh, because she had just this very different perspective. And I knew that she understood more how I was feeling.
0: Right, And
1: I was feeling so much more confident about my choice after talking to her. I'm still making the choice myself, right? Nobody else is making the choice. Yeah, you're just but getting just in- like input, input, <laughs> being able to talk it out, being able to feel like you're heard, mm-hmm. And, and make sure you don't have any like blind spots into it. And then I, I chose to do it. So Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: um the other one that comes to mind in terms of downsides can be, especially if you're, you're smaller or, or maybe on the front end is that y- you can put in a lot of hours where you work kind of all of the time um, to, yeah. So that, right. <laughs> yeah. and, and then the other thing is like, as much as it can be fun, it also is stressful when it's all on your shoulders.
1: Yeah. You, you just can't turn it off. Like that's the reality. You will not turn off your business ever. Yeah. You will be thinking, there's like a, an audio for like TikTok or Reel. It's like, when you think about your business only in the mornings and the evenings and the weekdays and the weekends and all yeah. of the time. <laughs> Yeah, but that's a good thing too, because it means that you care about it, right? So it's just about how you look at that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think some of it comes down to like discipline where um, there are certain things you can park at certain times and then come back to them later. Or, you know, maybe instead of opening that fifth store, if you're concerned about work-life balance, you just do four, right? Like there are decisions um, that you can make financial I guess is the other side you you mentioned that a little bit right it can be a little bit up and down especially depending on the the business that you work with so you may not always have a constant salary at least at the beginning
1: yeah it's 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 as much like it's it's so great that you can do anything but it's also like you could do anything right so how's that supposed to help you
0: (laughs) you yes that's (laughs) true I find for me uh I am very much an ideas person. And so I constantly have to like remind myself to like stay on track. And like, s- like I allow myself to think about these other things, but like I constantly have to be like, you have a business that's making you money. Just focus woman. <laughs> like, and yes, you can do some of the other things, but like, you can't like every week change your mind. Like, you, this is not yes. how that works. That is true. It's like stay focused. Yeah,
1: like distractions, shiny object syndrome. When you start and you start looking for resources, this is kind of part of why I started entrepreneur school as well because we're constantly like, oh, a free webinar or a book I can read or a podcast I can listen to or like a small class or a mini tiny thing or a worksheet or whatever. And then you're just like flooded. And now all these people's opinions are coming into your life all the time. And you read an email and it makes you question everything that you've done. And should I be doing this instead? Like is email marketing my next like proper strategy or should I try Facebook ads or like how you just get like a little overwhelmed with the amount of information that is out there. Mm -hmm. So being able to kind of put some boundaries on what you're going to consume is a little bit important too.
0: And I would say too, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm very good at creating systems and not always good at following them, but I do have it scheduled. Although I, yeah, like I said, I don't always do it, but to have some time to Just whether it's like administrative tasks for your business or time to learn new things about your area of expertise, because it's so Mm -hmm. easy when you run a business to really get into like, you have to do all the back end and financial stuff, the planning, you know, in my business, it's new client work. Plus you got to keep your clients happy. Um, You really are all the things. Uh, And, and, you know, maybe you can um, subcontract some of those things out, but, but still like increasing your own knowledge, um, whether that's in your area of expertise or even as, um, about, about be like growing your business about leadership, like there's all these different buckets. And so I try to like schedule some of that stuff in so that I don't just like max it all out with client work because I have young kids, like I'm not going to work 12 hours a day, every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings me to where, where, where do people start? It's like a black hole, right? So you've decided you want to become an entrepreneur. What do you do? How do you start?
1: You say that you're going to, that you say that you are doing it. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a shift. I remember this specifically for myself. I was like toying with the idea. Should I start my own business? And then I was like, no, I'm going from I'm thinking of starting a business Who I am starting a business to rush printing some business cards and just taking one action that you need to take that like makes you feel like this is legit, whether that's printing business cards and going to a networking event and handing them out like I did, or going to the registries and registering your business or calling a lawyer or, you know, talking to somebody else, like even if it's just talking to another entrepreneur about their experience and what they did to start Because every business is different as far as what is Mm -hmm. the first step. If you're a service business or if you have a brick and mortar or whatever it is that you want to do,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you just have to like, you're the first person to buy into it. Right.
0: So it's like sell it to yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, I've said this recently too. If you are not bought into it, nobody else will be. Mm -hmm. Therefore, how are you going to get clients or customers or whatever?
0: No, it's so true. It's... um. And that comes down to some of what you do with the branding and marketing too, right? Is how do you, you may be very good at what you do, but how do you tell that story and to Mm -hmm. others in a way that they want to work with you? One of the things I'm not going to necessarily remember all of the names, but in the, you will find resources in your province probably if, or if you live in the States or somewhere else you know, the jurisdiction that you live in, Um, the city of Ottawa, where I live, has some stuff. So I actually went to it might have been Startup Canada, one of those Mm -hmm. kinds of organizations, they had a webinar um, on new business. So I went to it about like, how do you things like you register, you do this. Um, And there's obviously some good resources online, but because I didn't know where to start, but there are resources out there. Um, look at those organizations, the province or trusted sources online uh, to get more information.
1: Totally Google it. That's what you're gonna do every day as a a business owner. Anyway, how do I do this? How do I do this thing that I told my client I could do? How do I do this thing related (laughs) to like prepping my my bookkeeping? Like just Google it.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to get I want to say to the podcast listeners. So here's an example. When Miranda and I first started the podcast, we knew nothing. Like we found an article online and let's say there was like 16 steps. Every step we would have to google the words. Like what does this mean? <laughs> yeah. Like no idea. And now so much of that stuff I, I easily know and I'm constantly learning and building on my skill sets, but those Scary things that you didn't know how to do become easy, and and at some point you may even become an expert. And yes, there's always learning, but there's learning in no matter what you do, right? So maybe that's another thing for entrepreneurs, like loving to learn. I guess. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> <Right? clears
1: throat> mm-hmm,
0: for sure. Okay, so anything else on getting started before we talk about when do we quit our day jobs? <laughs> I'm
1: not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> like again, that's back to just the that personal, like right. I, right. I don't want to use the word comfort because right. it, it's going to be uncomfortable anyways. Yeah. Um, but you have to make that decision for your own personal situation mm-hmm. on what your risk tolerance is. Generally, that's another entrepreneur kind of um attribute is is risk tolerance. <laughs> We're willing to put it out. We'll put it out on the line a little bit.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's a good, I mean, I struggle with, with this kind of question too, Kelly, because I know for me, my husband has a stable full-time job. So it makes it easier for me. Like if I have months that fluctuate or like um, what in COVID in Ontario, where I live, schools were closed a lot of the time. And so there were times where I didn't take on extra clients and I just focused on the kids and I was able to do that. Um, which if he hadn't been doing what he was doing, then I couldn't have. So I recognize that that is a privileged position to be in when you're opening your own company. Right. And I guess one thing I would say, if you're young or like early in your career, whether if you're in a relationship or not, like if you can keep your expenses down, like always, right. Like if for a long time, my husband and I kept our expenses down that, If one of us didn't work, like we could have made it some, like it would have been really tight, but we could have made it somewhat work. And I think that gives you more flexibility if one of you loses your job. If inflation like increases Mm -hmm. like crazy or one of you decides you want to become an entrepreneur, like you you probably have some seed money from that, first of all, Um, but also you have the flexibility to do that, to try, to fail, Uh, in a way that you won't, if you're both, you know, you're, you've maxed out your spending on two full-time positions.
1: So this is an interesting and probably very logical, practical conversation to have Mm -hmm. things that we should think about, but you're an Enneagram three and you think with your head and I'm an Enneagram eight. And I think with my gut. Yeah. And so (laughs) those uh, other things that you should consider are, is your day job draining you? Like, yep, are yep. you feeling like, is this, is it sustainable for you actually to be in the day job? Like, what is the reason to leave the job? Right. Right. And if I had actually, you know, if my mom hadn't passed away, I don't know if that that was the thing I needed. It was a slap in the face to like say, Hey, life is short. What are you doing with it? Yeah. And I, if I had thought, you know, back when I think back on it now, I realized I was getting up at my kids out of bed before six in the morning, dropping them at a day of care, take, going to work, like commuting into the city, bringing a thermos of coffee to refill my coffee because I was a zombie in the right. morning. And I was just doing this every day, getting home. Kids are screaming, got to feed them, put them to bed. Everyone's exhausted all the time.
0: Yeah, you're literally like a robot.
1: Yeah, like, you are you gonna do that for the next 30 years? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> that has value too. Not just the like, is the bank account going to work? That's true. Both. Uh,
0: yeah, no, not, for sure. Not one or the
1: other. There's not no better way to make decisions, but like consider all of those
0: things. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. All right. We, I feel like we could talk about this stuff forever, but we're running yeah. out of time. Yeah. Um, is there anything you would add to a question about what are some of the things you believe lead to success?
1: Yeah. There is only one thing that leads to success and that is action, actually doing something. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little something like sending the email that you're not sending. Yeah. Uh And sometimes it's a big something like dropping five figures on an investment in a program or a coach. Yeah. But nothing happens if nothing happens.
0: That's true. I like. I really liked what you said because you can spend so much time stressing and sometimes you just need to do the thing. Sometimes I'll be sending an email about something and I can sense myself like overthinking and I just like hit send. <laughs> like, this is not going to stop, right? Like you need to move forward with the thing. And um, yeah, I have even... <laughs> no problems. Like, I, I, I feel like I know I'm very good at my job. I'm happy to talk about that. Lots of people know that I'm good at it, that I've worked with and everything. And um, one of my clients the other day reached out to some of her network to tell them that she was really happy with me and wanted to let them know about my work. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to be good enough? Like, what if they want to work with me? And then I was like, but, the, but I am like, why am I even thinking that? I know I'm good at what I do. And she's telling them I am because she's so happy with my work, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's the lies you tell yourself. It's crazy.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes, It's a whole other piece of like mindset and, and yeah, back to like believing in yourself, bet on yourself, believe in yourself at the end of the
0: day, you are the only one who can do that. Is there anything you would add before I want to jump in a little bit more to learn more about your entrepreneur school?
1: No, I mean, it's entrepreneurship is a journey and it, I've been at it for almost five years and like some days still feel like day one. So this whole concept of like, when this happens, I'll feel different or I'll believe different things. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really exist. You just have to go through what you got to go through, Mm -hmm. which is going to be different for every single person, but highs, lows, twists, turns, successes, sometimes all in the same day. Yeah, it's just that's just what you're in for, and it's it's fun. It's fun. Yeah,
0: it's so funny. It's so true. You said like I find especially as a lobbyist, right? Like you'll have, I don't know, you could have three meetings, and like you can tell like people aren't buying into your stuff, and then you have like one meeting one day, and it's just like amazing, and you're so happy. (laughs) It's like very, very up and down. Um. All right, I want to talk a little bit more. Let's start with what is Entrepreneur School.
1: Yeah, so Entrepreneur School is a free community for business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs to essentially help each other learn and grow. We offer free workshops featuring a variety of guest experts that teach on different topics related to growing your business. Um, Some off the top of my head are content strategy, intuitive business decision-making, branding and marketing, also productivity and how to actually like manage your time because that's a huge challenge and that's one that we have coming up and how to hire a team how to even think about growing in that way. You'll also find an online hub of tools and resources and courses to help you up level your skills. So a combination of all of those things in one place to prevent you from having to go and subscribe to a million other people's email lists and just hear what their one shiny thing is that they sell. <laughs>
0: Yes, well, that sounds really interesting. Um, I'm already on your email list, so does that mean I'm in? Am I in, or do I need to sign up for something else?
1: Uh, yeah, well, there's a there's an Entrepreneur School email subscription, so okay. essentially to be part of Entrepreneur School, all you need to do is subscribe okay. at EntrepreneurSchool.ca.
0: Okay, I'm gonna do so it. You'll Kelly.
1: Notifications about events that we have coming up, and if we you know, share a podcast like this one all about right. entrepreneurship. Right. And if we have other things to share with you,
0: it's um some of the things you said, it was like, oh, yeah, I definitely I need that. So <laughs> look, it hit the hit the nail on the head. So you, you already mentioned a little bit about who's it for. Um, you said existing entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs. Is there anything else you'd add to that?
1: Yeah. No, if you're, if you're looking to essentially, as long as you are aware of the fact, and I think we've, if you've listened this far into this podcast, you're aware of the fact that you have to constantly learn and grow Mm -hmm. and you can't do it alone because it's not meant to be done in a silo. Life is not meant to be done in a silo. Growing a business is not meant to be done in a silo. You need other people who are even just going through what you're going through to affirm your feelings about it. Yeah. They're not always going to tell you what to do. Like At the end of the day, you're making that decision anyways, but just having that, those people around you and having a place where you can find them. And that's the community Mm -hmm. that we're building.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. So you've already talked a little bit about this. Is there anything you would add to what people can expect if they join?
1: Yeah. So bi-weekly events is the main, like consistent and we're sharing information from our different topic experts. So we're giving you more resources and tools from them. And occasionally there are additional opportunities for paid courses. So I have already put in my brand message mastery course, which exists there for anybody who's looking to really get clear on their brand message, who their ideal client is and how to really just talk about what you do, because that is part of the challenge we have sometimes is how do you even answer that question? What do you do? (laughs) Right?
0: yeah, and sometimes depending on what you do, it's kind of complicated to explain,
1: yeah, yes. and yeah, and yeah. that's why you you have to be able to put it through the filter of like not just how what do you know about it, but what do people need to know about it?
0: Yes, oh, that's so true. I feel like when I'm at networking events and stuff, maybe not so much in my field, but more broadly, and people ask what I do and I say, I'm a lobbyist, their eyes gloss over. <laughs> like they don't know what to ask next, right? They might be interested in it, but they just don't even really know where to start, right? So.
1: Right. You need you need a more conversation starting to answer to that question. So I yeah, always okay. say, don't use your job title <laughs> yeah, or I you're like, I'm a lobbyist or I'm yeah, an engineer.
0: Because yeah, people yeah.
1: generally know what that is, but what does that mean? Right. Oh, yeah. Um, That's great. Where can people find more information? So you can just go to entrepreneurschool.ca and you'll find all of the info on Entrepreneur School, how to sign up for the emails, how to connect with us. We're on Instagram at ksco_entrepreneurschool Entrepreneur School. And we're like, this is basically like starting another new business for me. So it's like at the ground level right now, but I have a huge vision. There's another entrepreneur lesson for you.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be what you want it to be on day one. (laughs) Uh, Well, and you know what I think? It's that entrepreneur mindset that it it never actually will be, right? Because you'll always be dreaming bigger and turning it into something else. That is so true. Yeah, I I know that I'm like that. So my business is called Beacon North Strategies, and like Kelly said, you know you. We're branding your business to be broader. I did that on purpose because I also love to like teach and mentor. And I could see in the future, me doing some other things or adding layers to my business. And I wanted it to be broad enough to be able to do that because I know myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to jump into some of the closing questions. Um, Some of these you would have already answered before, but I know a lot has changed. So maybe you have some new answers on some of them. What is one piece of advice you want to leave with listeners?
1: I want people to follow their heart. Like do what brings you more joy in the world because that is my mission. My mission is to make the world a happier place through people doing more of what makes them happy. Oh, I love that. I don't care if that's sharpening knives, which I've literally had a client who does that, or, you know, starting a charity. Hmm. All of those things have an impact on people. And when you love what you do and you work for a third of your life,
0: at least yeah, make it worth it. Yes. Yeah. That's great. What is the best rule you ever broke?
1: So I was thinking about this one because I don't know that it's like a rule per se, but more like, again, one of those, like the way you should do things. I think that's a lot to do with the way that I make decisions. And I learned that this is part of like the Enneagram in me. Mm -hmm. Like the decision that I will make is from my gut and not from my spreadsheet, which is constantly a challenge with me and my husband Ah. (laughs) because he's a spreadsheet guy. But it's that it's, it's to let the way you make a decision be the way that you want to make the decision, right? Not the Mm -hmm. way that somebody else is telling you that you have to choose like Because people, we're, we're all different as far as what we value. And so when you know what you value and you can make a decision that feels in alignment with that, that's all that really matters.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fascinating. This, I find this stuff so interesting, Kelly, because there's so many points in here. I'm like, oh, you and I do things differently, but yet at the same time we are also so similar in other ways. It's really fascinating. What is one thing you do or use that makes your life easier? I'm, I always am trying new tools as far
1: as like how to like plan and schedule things, because Mm -hmm. I think like planning is a huge, (laughs) it's important, but I also have to write down that I'm flexible because, you know, my kid just didn't go to school yesterday because she's sick. Now your whole plan is thrown out the window, but you made the plan. And then, so just planning ahead like leaving some white space but also like putting some structure in place so you know for me that's the what what are we eating for dinner every night what ball time do we have to be at what time yeah. all of that kind of written out who's driving where and doing that yeah so we don't have to think about it every day
0: yes yeah it just makes it easier can you name another woman that inspires you
1: I honestly want to, I can't single out anybody. I I just want to like give kudos to any woman who is doing something that she loves and Mm. standing in her own truth and making decisions that, that fit for her and her family. So whether it's, you know, having your kids at home and starting a business or working part-time or whatever it is, like, I just admire anybody who makes the choice that they want. Like Mm -hmm. I recently, a friend of mine just left, like she has a business and she's always had a business on the side. And then, you know, went back to working part-time and now has just left the part-time job to like go all in on her business. And I'm like, yay! I'm so proud of you. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Is there a podcast you're loving right now?
1: So I am, uh, I have re-obsessed with the, the Goal Digger podcast, which is uh, oh, yes. Jenna Kutcher. Yeah, I just kind of binged a few episodes the other day and I was like, oh, it's been so long since I listened to this because there's conversations there like so beyond just like tactical things. Like I did listen to one about like a launch strategy, but I also listened to one that was about this whole concept, which I think, you know, you talk about a lot, not work-life balance, but they're calling it work-life integration Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: how to, how to not think about these two things being in opposition and weighing each other out, but like just working in harmony, which I thought was an amazing perspective on that topic.
0: Mm -hmm. Tell us about a book that made you wiser. So
1: I don't read a lot of books, but lately uh, I did go down some rabbit, I don't even know how I got there, down this rabbit hole on the internet that had me buying a book called The Power of Fun. Ooh. And I had the author, I believe her name is Catherine Price. And I started reading it and already my mind is blown because first of all, she's talking about what is true fun? Like what is that defined as and how mm-hmm. do you achieve it? And she says it's the convalescence of like flow, connection, and one other thing that I don't remember now, but I was like, oh yeah, you need all three of those things because you can't like not be present in the moment and have fun. And like, so yeah, apparently that's what I need in my life right now is more fun. (laughs) And and I'm going to read a book on how to
0: do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Well, if people want to learn out the third pillar, they'll have to read the book. Yes, they will. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much, Kelly. This was a great conversation. It's always a joy to have you join us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Women Don't Do That. I hope you feel inspired to do whatever it is you think you can't do. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Stay connected on Twitter and Instagram at Women Don't Do That. I would love to have you join the conversation, so make sure you join our next Instagram Live. Find all our podcast and blog content at womendontdothat.com. Join me next time.